problem. Well, here we are. Uh, we've finally managed to bring video into this. Um, yeah, so let's see here. Uh, you have a beverage. I have a beverage. I'm going to go ahead and... Ah, <laughs> yes, sir. Cheers, proper mate. proper ex uh, excuse to, to day drink a little bit here. For sure. It's our 30th episode, by the way. Like, that's... Yeah. Freaking 30 episodes. So uh, I was having a conversation with uh, with my friend, and it's like, we've been around for about two and a half years. And so I, I phrase it like, oh, yeah, we've been around for about three years. And she's like, oh, you have 30 episodes. So you've released an average of 10 episodes uh, every every year. I'm like, hmm, we could probably do better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so... Hey, we also have the lessons and the... Um... The solo cast. I don't know if we've been counting those for. Nah, yeah, that's true. We have probably like, if you include those, like thirty-five episodes or so, which is like twelve. It's like one one a month, right? Basically, at that point. Um, actually, it's already like one a month because it's like two and a half years. But, uh, getting, getting into the topic today, right? So yeah. la last time we did a kind of New Year, New Me. It was it was kind of more or less the theme of it. This one's new year new ideas uh and we're going to be doing an episode today about uh the best business ideas for 2022 we asked some other people and got some really fun business ideas so we're going to go through a lot of the the fun ideas that we got and then we're going to be mentioning those as kind of a as a, as a way of of eliciting an uh an inspirational like it's it's, it's supposed to be something that's inspirational where it's like you can really turn anything fun into a business idea and then make it work uh and these are some of the the silly examples that uh of, of things that you could do and then after that we'll get into more of the the traditional business ideas that uh that uh you know we're gonna we're gonna discuss things that people uh might find a bit more conventional and you know ways to to go about doing that and what direction you might want to go but the a, a couple of the funny ideas right i really like this one uh Austin actually had this idea whenever he was in college, but what he told me is that you know during college uh, exams week, uh, a lot of people want food, but they don't want to go out and go get food because they're so busy hammering down their studies. And so his idea was that he was going to fry a bunch of chicken and do a delivery okay. service on the campus. So it's like, oh, you want some chicken, dude? Well, I'm gonna like batch fry 25 pounds of fucking fried chicken and uh, deliver it to people on the campus. So you're just the chicken guy, basically, uh, <laughs> on campus. Which yeah, <laughs> sounds silly, but I mean, like, it's something that I think it would be it would be a fun idea overall. I think it would be a very profitable idea. Yeah. yeah I mean, who doesn't like fried it, chicken, right? Yeah, especially if you can't uh, get out. You know, off campus, and you, you know, as you said, stuck with the finals week, and uh, yeah, we've we've been there, so it's like we we know what the struggle is to like get out of campus and get food at a time when we're like studying super hard. Yeah, absolutely, and it's like this is a this is an idea that Austin had prior to Uber Eats, 
but this is like more of a like on campus kind of almost like a grassroots uh idea where it's like yeah the homies frying up a shitload of chicken pitch in your 15 bucks and you get yourself that uh pound and a half of chicken that you can just yeah <laughs> uh, but Kel- I asked Kelly too. Kelly had an idea that uh, she presented, I think, in, in school whenever she was in like an entrepreneurship or like a business class of some sort. Um, and she said, uh, this is really interesting, a dog training service. So, you know, you have a, you know, a lot of people are getting dogs now, especially with like COVID and like everyone's uh, at home depressed. And so they want like a, a furry little creature to come home to or like be home with that can help with their mental health. Well. The dog training service would be where you can, it's like a doggy daycare, right? But uh, you take on, you know, as, as the entrepreneur, you take on dogs from people that have just gotten a new pet, but they don't know how to train the pet yet, right? So they, uh, you take on the dogs and you train the dogs to, you know, like, you know, potty train the dog, uh, teach the dog how to do specific tricks um or teach the dog how to how to just be like generally well behaved and you have those different requests on how to train that dog and then uh you you train the dog accordingly for the individual that's gotten the dog and you know for a lot of people that are in you know that are that are working from home they're busy uh doing a lot of work and so they might not have a lot of time to train the dog so if you did a full-time dog training service you can kind of take that strain off of people's uh people's hands which is like it's a it's actually a seriously kind of good idea i think but it's also kind of silly too because it's like i'm just training dogs you know so <laughs> it's like it's like a bit of both i think it's a, a gen, genuinely good idea that is uh that's kind of uh silly and fun at the same time for sure right? for sure and yeah. <laughs> yeah i think you have an idea here too i do i do have a, an idea you can you know start a podcast on anchor <laughs> shameless plug no just saying but i mean uh i mean it's a little bit meta but i mean that's what we did we've been running this podcast for what 30 months now yeah yeah you know what i mean is uh and it, we're swimming in money if, because of it oh absolutely guys you guys are putting a bunch of money I'll, I'll even be transparent with the amount of money that we've made so far we've we've made like ten dollars uh ten dollars in like the last 30 months with the uh the amount of that's just like the amount of money that we've made in the course of the time that we've had the podcast um which is like uh, yeah yeah hey you buy it's like a uh a six-pack I could buy a six pack. Yeah, <laughs> or a meatball marinara to cure the the six pack. Or this. oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, <laughs> getting meta with it. Uh, for for <laughs> that's a that was me and Danny's hangover cure. We've talked about it a lot of times in in the podcast. But uh, yeah. after we were done, after like a a, a college night, basically like a Friday night, uh, we just wake up at uh, in Saturday on Saturday morning just stomachs rumbling just grueling just feeling disgusting and the first thing we want is like is subway that disgusting uh sugary bread sandwich with like all the vegetables just run that motherfucker through the garden give me the fucking meatballs give me the sandwich slather in some sauce and uh just so that and then 
take it home and destroy that fucking sandwich. Those one of the best memories I have from college is those those meatball, yeah. meatball sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here, man. Those those <laughs> meatball sandwiches were lifesavers. For real. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, enough sure. with explaining the joke. Let me uh let me get into a couple of ideas that uh that we've had, right? Uh just that we that we just kind of came to together and like put together, right? So I think the best thing to do in a lot of scenarios is to source any sort of skill set that you already have for yourself. So it's like, um, let's say that you're a front-end programmer, very monetizable skill, and you know you've been working as a front-end programmer, let's say, or a full-stack developer even um, at a company or, or, or like in, in some tech companies. And you're getting tired of working for somebody, so you're like, okay, well, I want to start my own business now. Uh, that's the kind of skill, um, you know, it could be in programming, but it could also be in uh, being an HR professional or being a recruiter. There's so many ways to start your own independent consultancy or your independent service up. And realistically, if you have a skill, like, you know, it's the, it's the cliche, right? Um, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. And you take right. that idea basically where you're good at a specific skill, recognize what you're good at, and then turn that into some sort of monetizable business, which I think is a sensible thing to 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 do as a as a an independent service. But I mean with I mean, Danny, I mean you're you're a marketing professional, right? I mean, what's your experience been with uh with monetizing that? Yeah, it's it's you know over time, you you develop a range of skills. Whether well, in my case, that's kind of what happened. You, you, I developed a range of skills, um, developing, you know, making content, especially you know with writing and uh, uh, all sorts of graphic things with uh, you know programs like Photoshop and uh, Illustrator, InDesign, etc. And it's like, well. If if you have that kind of uh, skill set as well, you might as well go out and uh, put it to work for yourself. You know, by working for people that need the, that that skill set and they don't have it, so you, you fulfill that you fulfill that need that they have. And uh, yeah, in my case, you know, it's been very rewarding to have that skill set because it's allowed me to work with some really cool people. You know. Uh, and uh, being involved uh, in some really cool projects. I mean, in my case, uh, a lot of what I do, again, revolves around uh, content, content creation and editing, you know. Um, but uh, it's, it's great. I mean, if, you, if, if you're somehow uh, good with, you know, with, with some form of creative skills or... Um, uh, communication skills then uh, something like marketing which is a lot of what I do is good for you it's something that you can bet on for for like you know starting a, a business in that area yeah. or like your own independent practice is freelancing creating practice. demand is in demand right it's like a lot of everyone's trying to to get more leads get more customers uh and also the pr aspect of marketing where like you're creating a brand and you're letting people know about that um highly monetizable yep. skill and 
I, I really think it's interesting how you went about uh, acquiring your uh, your your clients for for this because uh, you went through Acadium. Sure, sure. Was it Acadium? Was... I still don't know how to pronounce it honestly, but it's Acadium. Yeah, Acad- Acadium. I, yeah, I think Acadium is the is the is likely the more correct uh, way. But yeah, basically, I joined Acadium, which is a platform that connects um you know marketing apprentices uh with people that are willing to mentor them uh and you don't pay you don't get paid obviously but you get a, a three months apprenticeship with a person that is knowledgeable in the area and you're doing some really valid uh work like it's valid work experience that you can then, even if you you don't follow up after the apprenticeship, and you don't, you guys don't don't continue to work uh, t- together after the apprenticeship. It's still experience that you can uh, put on your resume and right. talk about. You know, it's it's a selling point for yourself whenever you're applying yeah. somewhere. And- at first, you were doing it as like a way to build up your portfolio, right? But that eventually turned into you. Uh, having some people that that you work with now. These are like you were working for free for a while, and you proved your value basically. These people, and they're like, "Oh, actually, I want to work with you going forward." Um, you know, here's a contract and, a, and an agreement that we've worked out, and now you've you've provided yeah. services for free for a while, and then like from there, you went to being uh, a bona fide uh, digital marketer with uh, and content creator with with different clients, which is a is a is a very interesting journey too because a lot of people like are like ah oh, well because it's kind of contrary to what I said earlier with like if if you're good at something don't do it for free but the value was in that you built relationships with these people you pr- you had a trial period essentially where you were, you proved your worth to them and they're like yeah this guy is actually really great at what he does I'm gonna give him money going forward for this and then like you can replicate that and I'm not and. I think we talked about this uh, a couple times too, but it's like if you wanted to get a new client, well, a good way to do that would be to go through Acadium again uh, and and do like another three month stint, or um, you know market your services accordingly uh, as a as a, as a content creator on, on a website and and kind of build from there. But you've already gotten traction because you were willing to do work for free, which I think is very admirable. Uh, yeah. By the and way, I mean it's in my case specifically, like I don't think I could have. Uh, you know, gone. I think I would have going through Acadium and like doing the work for free was the best choice because I didn't have any sort of marketing, like specific marketing work, ex- valid work experience that I could go knock on. Uh, so you on had the skills, but you didn't have the experience yet. Remember yeah, that. yeah, exactly. And like you know how important it is, like for for people to see results, for see like you know like the valid experience so going through this you know it's just three months too so it's like you finish it and it it's uh it makes a real difference like on on your cv to to be able to say that you already have that experience even even if you had the skills but you don't have the experience you know it's good to like uh get that get the two and then you can like 
charge whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, but yeah, you can, it's a lot more solid proposition that you value proposition that you that you're making to your clients. That's like the the like a path where you work with specific clients on a service that has been that's a that that you agree to provide for them and they in turn agree to to give you money all right basic economics right there basic capitalism but yeah. uh there's also the affiliate marketing route which i think uh we've we might have talked about a couple times in this on this uh podcast but it's something that's like really big um actually can you talk about the affiliate marketing and the drop shipping thing because i think those are uh kind of more um estranged from um from the the traditional i do work for you and then you give me money approach you're this mm-hmm. is more like i do money for myself i provide a service i provide traction for a platform like amazon or or etsy and then i get money in return or um in the case of drop shipping uh it's it's realistically what uh you know more about this i'll let you yeah yeah I'll, I'll go into it so so for the kind of the affiliate marketing side of it actually i can give an example on on both affiliate marketing and uh, drop shipping from the experience i've had with my uh, content marketing clients so for the affiliate marketing for example um nick sadler the at at the limbo machine we do uh affiliate marketing for the members of our platform which are you know um either independent musicians or uh, mostly record label uh, self-starters, I guess, uh, you know, independent record label founders. And uh, the affiliate marketing that we do is usually like things that have to do with music, you know, like uh, get a discount for signing up to this... uh, promotion tool you know or this uh, pr course or uh that kind of stuff and uh essentially when people use the code uh the label machine will see let's say like a percentage of the of the people of the of the money <laughs> when people sign up to the to a course or to a, something that we we have an aff- the affiliate program with so that's and then that's something that you can apply to virtually any kind of business that you go into you know even if you're doing something by yourself like like some sort of creative outlet you can very easily like find uh reasons uh to and uh you know things that you can do affiliate marketing for that that correlate to what to what you're doing and with affiliate marketing, essentially, is like if you have traction and traffic onto a specific place that you've generated, then you can monetize that by uh, by putting affiliate links and then uh, referring the people that are coming to your website or your page somewhere uh, to a specific link. Right? That's that's the idea there. Product reviews yeah, is yeah. kind of like the 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 big one that like kind of like comes to everyone's mind. I think right where it's like you review like I don't know. Uh, here's a, a nintendo switch controller right and it's right. like oh this controller is really great and you do a review of it on uh on on youtube and then you uh put the link to purchase that product 
on on Amazon, and then you get paid a portion of of the sale that was made on Amazon whenever someone yeah. buys that controller. Uh, which you can do that with virtually anything as long as you have traffic, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Drop shipping is is kind of like the other side of that almost. It's the fulfillment. It's like more the the having things in stock and and selling it, selling it. Yeah, I mean, you, you yourself don't necessarily have it in stock. I guess that's that's actually the big draw, the big uh, advantage of drop shipping is you don't hold the stock yourself. It's like the supplier, and you're just like the middleman selling uh, the the products to people and getting essentially a cut out of it but you have you know with you have your own store your own digital online store and, and everything um i mean i could tell you again an example from my own experience was trying to set up a, a drop shipping uh, online store for kevin toms for for his merch you know uh it was it, it and it, it was it was a, a tough project that eventually we 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 dis, we just uh you know abandoned because um one of the big things that it that makes dropshipping difficult for for some people is um brexit <laughs> i guess or like oh, more that's a specific situation it's it, yeah. it involves because when you go into a drop well when you go into a business like starting a company and all the bureaucracy and the financial commitment that's involved in it it can be very disencouraging for a lot of people that want to that's that's Start considering dropshipping a like a a viable thing, but they don't take into account you know all these aspects of uh, and that's something we did not fully uh, take into account. It's like uh, well the, the shipping and the customs. It's difficult, and- but it's also achievable uh, with with dropshipping because. In the U.S., I know it's a little, it's, it's quite a bit easier because the whole Brexit thing was, uh, kind of, is something that that put a cap on you guys and like your ability to, to, to prop to to go through with that to the extent that you wanted to. And like, my my friend mm-hmm. was uh, doing a drop shipping thing with Amazon where he would uh, research a, a bunch of products and he would buy stock of those products and sell it on on amazon basically and he was he was in charge so like amazon would like keep the the stock of what he purchased in the warehouses uh like the amazon warehouses and then uh what his job was basically was to buy those things and then amazon would store those and then uh he was in charge of making sure that um all the items that he were buying he was buying were were items that um that were actually actually useful uh, and people and had a good product market fit, and so he actually ended up making a decent amount of money uh, yearly from doing that. But it's a lot easier in the U.S. I think than than uh, the U.K. or in Portugal. Yeah, yeah. With the current situation, it's just not because a lot of suppliers, you know, like I know that a lot of the big suppliers, the main suppliers, they are based in the U.K. because the U.K. was actually up until the Brexit, 
happened. Uh, the UK was like huge on drop shipping, on 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 people depending on drop shipping for for their businesses. They the the number of people that had online stores was huge. So, and and the the problem that we were facing, along with you know the all the all the financials and stuff, is that Kevin Thomas is technically based in the European Union, like oh, he's in he's, he's yeah. in the Netherlands. So is and a lot of his um a lot so, of his audience is based in the United Kingdom. I feel like we could that, do an entire episode on 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 uh, this itself. Huh? I'm going I'm going to cut it short right now, like the, with with this thing. But what I want to point out is that take these all these aspects into account when Going when considering it. drop shipping and try to find a a an, an alternative that takes away all the all the pain of uh, of of the that bureaucracy of the shipping and and stuff because that's what we did we ended up just going on redbubble you know oh the, right 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 because uh, it was etsy that you're using at first right no we were using shopify, shopify? we shopify. were trying to set it up on shopify so shopify was like a, a pain so you're like yeah i'll just put it on redbubble instead and they can create the actual content and and because like in your case, like it was like uh, the actually Redbubble is a good one to mention too, I guess. But it's, I mean, like if, as long as you have the art and you have the rights to the art, and you can basically put it on Redbubble, and then the people at Redbubble can can on demand print those uh, onto specific uh, specific like like a mug or like some sort of merchandise, and then sell it to to the people that that want it at kind of a markup, basically, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's everything we were trying to set up, but without the hassle of like r- of running it, of managing, you know, uh, orders and uh, shipping and. That's a good lesson right there. Is is that you could you could do red if you're if you're more the art type, but you don't want to go into doing like the heavy uh into a lot of the heavy lifting, then you can just put stuff on Redbubble instead and monetize that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a good take. That's a. Yeah, so uh, if you're the artsy type, and then that's that's your skill set, and you don't want to have to deal with the bureaucracy and, and the, logis- the logistics of it, then you can just go on Redbubble instead. Which I actually that's a that's a very smart insight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Um, we were talking about uh like freelance, independent, or consulting services. It's kind of the general umbrella that we were talking about here. But I have a little bit of experience with uh with Salesforce. I said a little bit, but I actually did quite a bit of studying in Salesforce. And the way that Salesforce works basically is that it's a it's a customer relationship management software platform, right? And what I did whenever I was working as a Salesforce uh, consultant was I would create uh, and and basically uh, create the ecosystem that uh, salespeople would use at a specific company, and I would create kind of like the the workflow for the for for those people uh, based off of what the company wanted. And that's a skill set that I still have. And so I've actually thought about doing my own consultancy with Salesforce on the side where, um, you know, let's say like, uh, you know, I I have a friend that has a company that, uh, you know, needs to have a Salesforce uh, configured, like their Salesforce configured and uh, have it set up a specific way. That's a skill set that I have so I can monetize that. I can take it, I can go to them 
and and agree to to fix their Salesforce up for however many hours and start my own consultancy service off the back of that and uh, basically expand my my clientele going forward. That's I have that right. I have the right to do something like that because I'm skilled at Salesforce. I'm good at Salesforce. The point is that if you're good at something, uh, you should you should monetize that by creating your own consultancy or your own independent uh, venture or uh, just onboarding clients and working with them and then kind of starting as like kind of like an like a uh, a small cons- like a, as a consultant. And then going from like a consultant or like an independent contractor up to an actual business and like scaling it up from there. But yeah. um, another thing that I thought about too, uh, doing this in the future is because of my new work, I work with uh, in the venture capital space quite uh, quite often. And so starting a a kind of a consultancy service service when it comes to venture capital again, assuming that I get a lot more uh, know how and knowledge and, and insight into uh, the space. That's a, a pretty niche niche uh, niche knowledge set. The thing is, like, just having that knowledge and being able to speak to it, and then giving people actionable insights is something that's really attractive too. Because it's like, yeah, skills are the, the skills are really important, and being able to to provide uh, a, a, a direct service is great. But another thing too is, if you have uh, niche knowledge or uh, just experience or know how and how to navigate a specific space. That's something that you can start a consultancy brand up with, and you can monetize that. Because in this in this sense, um, being able to speak that knowledge is the actual skill set in question. You would just call it a consultancy instead of uh, freelancing or uh, being an independent service provider of some sort. So that's another thing too is that you can monetize knowledge pretty pretty well uh, as long as the knowledge is something that uh, knowledge and experience is something that's valuable to other people, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um and we have a couple more things to go over, right? This is another kind of fun idea, but it ties into a couple of of un, of of beliefs that I have in business, right? Um okay. <laughs> just basic economic like I'll boil it down to like basic economics. But basically, uh my idea is that there's this there's a there's a place in Austin, uh, right in front of downtown called Barton Springs, and then Barton Springs come uh, juts out. It's like a it's, it's just basically like a little spring area where people go and swim in the summer because it's like the water is uh, you know like 70 degrees and like it's like 100 degrees degrees outside right Fahrenheit, and um, yeah. that water juts out into the Colorado River, and there's a really cool area where you can actually stand in the water. It's about chest high. Uh, but you have to get out there with, uh, you know, with uh, a raft of some sort. So a lot of people get paddle boards and they get out to that area. That's where the water is chest high. And then they have their their beer coolers, the shitload of like whatever they packed <laughs> in there. And they're just drinking beer all day. Right. Really cool place to be. Uh, I love going out there in the summers. Right. But what I notice is that whenever I'm out there, if I forget food or water, I'm fucked because there is absolutely no place uh, within like a like a mile or two radius that has any food or water and so the thing is i'm out there a lot of times thirsty i'm like drinking white claws to to try to quench my <laughs> thirst but it's like just making me more more uh you know like i'm 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 just they losing more liquid you. doing that um yeah so and then if i'm hungry right i really i literally legitimately have to leave barton springs uh and 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 go get 
some food, uh, but then I can't really make my way back. Like once I leave for the day, I, I once I leave to go get food, I'm not getting back in the water because I'm like holding like a heavy raft that I basically like rafted down the river with. So there's no food. So mm. there is no supply of food. There is a huge demand for food. Why don't I provide food, right? So my idea is that I'm going to use my rubber raft, my boat. It's like a five-person raft. I was going to put a motor on the back of it, put a bunch of sandwiches in um, in a cooler, right? And then uh, take that cooler uh, down the, the river to the place where all those people are. And again, there's like hundreds of people just chilling out there, drinking beers and, uh, and you know, like dehydrating themselves. So I'm going to have water and sandwiches and then sell those basically as a set to people for however much dollars, right? I can basically charge it at almost any price because uh, even if it's like uh, a little bit higher than than what they would usually pay for it, it's like, dude, like you're you're not gonna find food anywhere else. And the thing is, you don't yeah. have to take food from me. Uh, but this is something that you're that you're allowed to do. You can buy from me. And so the idea here is that in that little scope right there, uh, out of all the people that are there that haven't brought food, I have a monopoly, right? I, I have a complete exactly. monopoly yeah. on that. And uh, I can monetize that basically at whatever uh, whatever you know rate that I want to uh, until somebody else starts a business, and that's fine, right? And the idea here is that like there's a need there, and this is something that I've identified uh, as a, a clear need that people have, and I can provide a service. And it's also kind of gimmicky and fun because like I'm on a boat, motherfucker, true, right? True. I'm on a fucking yeah. boat uh, selling sandwiches to people. And like they can just like send me some Venmo, like some Venmo money, and uh, and then uh, you know, charge. I can I can charge that basically. I can charge them yeah. through Venmo, which is like it makes me feel like the future is fucking here. Whenever I hear that, because imagine as a kid, it's like <laughs> somebody comes up to you in a boat. You have a contactless payment method, and then you just get a sandwich off of a fucking boat. And they say toodles after that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like sounds fun, like, like and it's yeah. like. Just kind of uh, taking advantage of the 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 economics of the area, which is uh, the economics is there's there's no food over there. There's there's almost a yeah. a a pretty a, a fa- fairly infinite supply of money, or I don't I don't know if that's supply of money, but there's like a lot of money that you can take out of take take from people, but there is like no food there, and I can just bring the food uh, and and save the day, and then make a shitload of money, and so that's that's the idea there. Um, so. That's a the idea there is sell a physical product in a place with high demand. The next topic is work with someone who's an expert at a specific subject, right? And this is actually kind of a like Danny, I want to tag you in for this, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm an all right at content creation. I'm all right at uh, at being a marketer, right? But Danny is uh, has been working in the space for for a lot longer. And so Brokelhomies is is kind of made with 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 that understanding where him and I so Danny and I created this this uh this project um where with the understanding that Danny will do a lot of the actual um will provide the actual skill set and I'll uh I'll do a lot of the logistics and and uh like do do more of the the operations and then Danny will do a lot of the uh the actual marketing and like video and content creation, the the actual skill right there, and I would kind of like manage the the entire thing. 
Um, that's something that you can do with absolutely anything. Um, and I I want to tag Danny in because it's like, what's your experience with like you and me working together and like what I do versus what you do? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. We we started this project knowing that we could uh, complement like each other's skill set. So, you know, I was better at, you know, creating content that like on Photoshop and, and editing the audio and doing video stuff. And uh, you're a lot better at, uh, you know, the social media stuff and uh, uh, yeah, getting, getting people to actually listen to us, <laughs> you know? Uh, like so so yeah we have areas where uh, we're a lot more savvy and i think that's really important it's just like in any project you know like finding somebody that that ha- that complements your skill set and you in return complement their skill set mm-hmm. um i think i think that's that's really important and I think for in the in the in this topic, like working with someone who is an expert, uh, and like like legitimate expert, because because you and I like, in we when we started this, we were not experting at anything. Yeah. But like I've take Austin you know, for example. Like Austin's a uh a, a basically a composer, right? He's uh basically an audio. I don't say audio engineer. That's not quite right, but he he's he's a composer. Like re- really, realistically, what he does is he composes and writes music very intricately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that like if and this is an idea we like him and Austin and I have talked about a lot of different things. But um, you know, if if he wanted to to sell the services in a in a package to people, I have the sales experience, so it's uh, he can create the content based off of the demand that I create for um for his services that's something where it's like he's an expert at this uh and then i'm more the operational marketing and salesperson in that equation and then we can just like work together basically um and and provide services for a bunch of people that uh you know i can't do the audio bit austin probably could do the sales bit um but it would take him a lot of time and effort and so it's uh kind of segmenting the tasks and uh and 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 uh you know like helping each other out with the complementing each other um mm-hmm. thing that that Danny just mentioned that's the idea there so i think it's really good to find people that uh be on the lookout for people that that you could work with potentially in the future for a variety of different things but uh setting up a new business venture would be uh you know having a, a very strong co-founder would be would be really great yeah. for that absolutely and, yeah and oh, also um, Oh, go oh, ahead. I was going to go on to the expand, expanding your podcast section. Or okay, okay, uh, okay. Just before you go, the the idea of pairing up with someone who is an expert at a specific subject means that you can some of that expertise can also rub on you. You know, Ooh. you get to you get to learn uh, some of the things that they are expert at. Maybe some secrets, some tricks of the trade. You know uh so that's that's another uh advantage of working with someone yeah, that's true that's true 
Because it's like, you have to be able to communicate on the specific topic that you're talking about. So there has to be some sort of common lingo that you establish. And, uh, you know, in order to get get to a point where you can, like, competently communicate with someone that's an expert in something, you have to really, like, learn about that topic as well. Just enough to be able to communicate and understand what they're working on, right? Uh, Knowing enough to be dangerous. People like to say that a lot. It's like, I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Uh, exactly right. But uh, another thing, too, is uh, expanding... Expanding a project or a business that you're already working on. I really like this idea because mm-hmm. uh, I think that, you know, and this is me, right? Because I have, I, I'm really bad at focusing stuff, which is why I have a Google Doc pulled up right here so that I can go step by step down the things that I've already written down. Uh, so that my fucking, I don't know if I have ADHD, but I might. But <laughs> case in point. Um, but. The idea here is that you're, uh, you know, you you want to you're always going to be tempted to start uh, a new business venture. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably that kind of person where it's like you you're tempted to start something new and you want to like uh, make a new project or like start this or start that, start this. You have so many different ideas, um, but a lot of times what you might be better off doing is doubling down on something that you've already started. Right? Is a uh, this podcast, for example, I thought about creating uh, a different business venture, like doing like a like a whole different business idea uh, before, like just like in, in something else. But what might be a good idea is to double down on some on broker homies and what we do. And to be honest, right, like it might make more sense to, you know, with Danny and I's experience uh, and kind of the, the content creation and marketing side to, you know, like start a business based off of that. Uh, where we already have listeners, you guys, uh, that are listening to the to the podcast, and you know that's that's valuable. It's like you guys have created a lot of value for us and and getting our our names out there. And so if there's somebody that's like you know uh, yeah, thank you very much by the way. And uh, you know if you've uh, you know if because there's people out there listening to this podcast and they're like oh well I could really use uh, some some services um, that broker homies provides that that like that you guys uh, provide for yourselves like the things that you do for your own place i out for your own organization uh, i would really like those services um you know for skill set for for what i'm working on and i go okay cool well then uh we can start like a whole broker homies company basically and and uh off the as, as kind of like a side project of the podcast that we're working on which would be awesome it's like that's just building on something that we already have it's not anything that's completely new but it's something that's uh, just expanding or going in a different direction with something that you're already working on and kind of pivoting and uh calibrating yourself to the to the environment at the current moment mm-hmm. um you know it, it's like a it, you know it's it, a lot of times you're better off if you've already sunk a lot of a lot of time and effort into doing something then why not make the most of it by creating a different opportunity out of a business that you've already made for yourself why not yeah Yeah. and that's that's how a lot of uh successful businesses come about is is they start as personal projects or like you know a one-man business kind of thing that grows They, they they continue working on it they expand some things sometimes it's you know, it's no when it, by the time it's successful, it's a lot different than what it started out as. 
Yeah. But you know, it 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 works. It just if you have if you have something already um, out there that you've been working on, well, uh, and it's and it, it's not working. Maybe consider instead of throwing the towel and and just dropping the whole thing. Uh, you know, try to think of uh, other things that you can apply to to that project or to that business. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. What What could you get out of it? You know, if it's not successful, how could you make it better if it is successful? Right. I mean, like either yeah. either one of those things. Very very yeah. valid reason. I think. Um. You know, how can you get more value? That's really realistically what it comes down to. And uh, if there's something that you can know some value you can derive from something you've already worked on uh and you can create more value through that project why not why not do that but Mm -hmm. um there's a couple things here about writing too right danny being uh you know mr mr book publisher here he's uh published a book was was uh was it on amazon the book that that uh that you published right yes sir but there's the, the point the point is that there's a lot of things you can do with writing. Yeah, I mean and please it's, tell us. It's and it's beyond books, you know, like if you're like if you just want to like write like a blog or something, you can do that and you can monetize that. And it's not just through affiliate marketing as we were talking about, although that is also like a really good way to one of the best ways to to monetize that but like if you whether you just want to you know talk, talk about like what makes you happy or makes you sad or like like a, a blog journal or you actually want to like have a deeply cultivated interest on something or 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 are an expert on something and you want to share that expertise you can do that uh, in certain platforms that reward you for writing there and getting people oh, to medium, read, like we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, one of my goals, one of my <laughs> New Year ah, goals. Damn, I, get, yeah. I give it away. <laughs> uh, to get to followers, please. If you have, yeah, if you're on Medium, follow me. <laughs> Shameless, I know, but uh, you know, like that's that's one way. If you if you like to write and you want to put it out there and you don't want to don't want it to fall on flat ears deaf ears right yeah fall on deaf ears yeah exactly yeah then one of the places that already has a readership base that that's actually actively looking for new things to read is medium so go there start writing and uh, start paving the way to monetization Another thing that you can do is the what I did which is just write a book and sell it directly on Amazon. No need for publishers, no need for uh mid- the middleman you know Amazon is the middleman, and they kind of like Redbubble, you know what Redbubble is to the to the merch business Amazon is to the to the book publishing business to the that's what it originally started right is like the is books is where amazon started wasn't it yeah yeah exactly yeah uh as a yeah online 
it's an online right? bookstore, I think, is, is what Amazon started as originally. Yeah, and now they've, you know, with Kindle and, you know, their their devices. and, and Audible. Uh, I use Audible, actually. Yeah. I mean, also, of course I use Audible, right? Like, this, this, the, the mold of the kind of person that would use Audible. ADHD <laughs> and can't read books. I can't sit down, so I, I got to go for a walk with the headphones in and listen to, to audiobooks instead. Yeah, but but that yeah, that's actually also a, a great way, a great business idea because audiobooks are like super popular. Like people don't just read, actually read a book now. They they if they can some they they want to hear it. Like it's the like, same reason people listen to podcasts too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if you listen to stuff instead. Yeah, so. Reading. I mean, it might be more difficult to to get somebody, you know, to make a decent audiobook version out of what you've wrote. But uh, if you have the opportunity, yeah, do, do go for it, man. Because Audible is, is, yeah, you can get your stuff on Kindle and on Audible. It's it's pretty fucking great. But uh, with writing a book on Amazon, what it gives you is also because it's all handled through their direct publishing platform you know you you'll have the option to also if, you, if you're selling an ebook i think you still have the option for also selling paperback versions on demand that they produce that amazon mm. uh fulfills the the production and the shipping and everything that sounds kind of like the redbubble side of things almost where it's like uh there's a demand for it so on demand they print it and then they provide it to, to other people is that how it works yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's exactly it. Like you don't have to worry about you know having a stock of of I don't know how many copies of books you know just sitting in your. By the way, in, listeners, I did not know that, so I actually learned something completely fucking new today. That was really cool. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. If you if you go about it through um, the direct publishing, there there is an option for um, people. Who buy the ebook, they can get a paperback version um, sent to them. So print on demand kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they have a, a service that allows them to to print from a printer at home and like create a book, like a like a make your own book kit kind of thing. We kind of potential uh, business idea you guys anyone who listens to this that wants to make that if that doesn't already exist then you guys can feel free to take it where it's like you can uh print the book from home and then uh what you do is you, you don't send the actual book itself you just you just send the the actual binding for the book and then you can make the book at home uh i don't know if that that exists already but if that doesn't then anyone here is willing is is uh is fine to to make that take that from me you you mean like the like the cover and the the, the back like basically yeah basically the idea is that uh you know before you know like books used to be like the actual book itself the paper uh was like handwritten or it was like uh it it was it was yeah. the 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 actual book itself it wasn't the content in the book that was the uh the monetizable component it's like the content and the the actual book itself were like one and the same whereas now it's like it's not necessarily the the book itself right because the content you can find anywhere it's more the actual book uh it's, it's the content you can find anywhere 
So like the content is the important part. The book is something that's like, like you can you can have an audio book. There's so many different ways of having it, but mm-hmm. a lot of people still prefer books and having like an actual like physical thing to read off of. And so what you could do, right, is you could make it a service where you have the rights to the book and you can print that uh, and you can buy the rights basically um, from a place, um, from a platform, which would be the, the platform in question here that I was talking about. You can buy the rights, you can print the uh, the book at home as a consumer, and then all that you get sent to you is just the bindings for it. Or like, it's uh, it's basically like, kind of like origami instructions basically where it's like this is exactly how you go about binding the book and creating the actual book itself and you can make your own book for yourself with your own paper instead of actually having like a consumer product that was finished it's just completely yeah. idea based and it's like a funny scrapbooking uh platform basically I, I see what you're saying yeah it's like the ikea of of books yeah you, yeah, you yeah set up your, so. your own uh, your own book and uh, yeah actually yo that's that's you know you probably a lot of work and it's probably really costly for that to to you have to, to buy the rights which i think is going to be expensive i i mean for the consumer to for like to to buy the supplies for putting that whole thing together and printing out the book but it's it's actually pretty cool if you have like a set of covers and and bindings you know like like custom and you can like mix it up and uh make make like your own your own edition if if you guys don't like this business idea then you could probably cut out here but i think danny and i will talk about this for a second because i think i I think this is fun the the whole idea of of the printing at home thing is that it eliminates the shipping cost like you don't have to ship anything so the thing is it's just you just buy the rights and the ability to print that from home, and then also the formatting, so that all you do is you just go on the platform, and then you print however many, like 165 pages or whatever, um, you know, like front and back, so that's like, what, 80 pages, and you just have to have the paper. And then uh, basically what you're tasked with there after that is you just, uh, like, punch a hole in all of the the different, in all the pages or something, and then you you take... um, you take some spare materials that uh that that you use to actually bind the book and then you create basically like your own version of of it's, it's like scrapbooking but like you ha- you buy the rights and the formatting on the paper the paper is nice and you have that kind of raw format and then what you have on the platform for on our platform is basically the the one two three four five whatever how many steps uh into actually binding it this direction it's more of an inspiration it's like you you sell the rights and then you also sell the content on how to uh to actually make the books look the way they do and uh it and and you and you as a consumer can choose to use that content or you can just uh, you know be creative and do things the way that you want to essentially um does that make sense as an idea danny would you you don't have to ship shit well would you put up Put it, put it all together, like, like uh, would you put put together a book like that? Like, would you? Would I? Uh, yeah. As a, as a, let me think real quick. 
I think, uh, yeah, I mean... I would in, do it as a gift for someone. I would I would really like to do that as a... Because the thing is, like, I have physical books, okay. but uh, yeah. I don't have too many because I, I, I don't like I don't have too much space in where I live. But, uh, and that's really my re- my reservation I have for it. But if I was going to make someone a book, like a physical book, but it's like I just don't have very much money or I want to make something that's really personal uh, for somebody that I've made for my for somebody else, it's a great gift, I think. Like, it's just like, would I make it for somebody else? Yeah, it's like, Let's say like my my dad really loves uh I don't know like uh cookbooks or something. It's like okay, well now I have like I bought the rights to a cookbook and now uh you know I go and physically create a one of a kind book that only exists um in my hands currently because I made this. And that's a very unique and very heartwarming gift that I think you can give to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, in that way, yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. That might exist. I, I'm like I'm probably describing a business that already exists. Uh, create a book from from home. Uh, is uh what is this? Oh, paper turn. Oh no, that's a uh, create a, a a book online. Blurb. Make your make your book. No, this is like just to create the book. It's not just like buying the rights and then like making. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah. I mean, I might be describing a business that already exists or maybe not. But um, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to go through with that idea, that's just like a raw, like off the cuff idea that just like just popped up. So like you guys can feel free to use that. Uh, won't won't call you a fraud for for making a successful business off of that <laughs> if it's successful but yeah. anyways uh case in point there's so many fucking ideas out there things like that pop up from time to time uh for for everyone right it's like your, your million dollar idea if you have that million dollar idea fucking use it fucking go for it obviously you don't want to overextend yourself like you know like keep your current job right now um like whatever whatever is making you money but uh but I mean, uh, if you have an idea like that, just think about how you're going to go about actually monetizing it. And again, if you're good at something, don't fucking do it for free or don't do it for no reason. Right. And uh, realistically, you really should uh, try to capitalize off of what you're working on. 2022 is a new fucking year. You're going to kill it as long as you are willing to put in the work. Right. And, and, and think through things and be realistic and be humble about things. Uh, and really evaluate whether this is a good idea, uh, a good investment of your time or not um, as a business. So uh, that's all I really had. I'm just being fucking corny and sappy and uh, pseudo inspirational here. I think I'm quite charming, to be <laughs> honest, right? But uh, but you know, it's a uh, you know, I, I hope you guys got some value out of uh, of us talking about some different ideas um, here. But Danny, do you have anything to add before we close this up? No, I think I think we we covered everything, yeah. I mean, um uh, actually we didn't cover everything. Just real quick, if you if you like writing, if you if you want to be All right, be, yeah. become a a better writer and start monetizing your writing before you dive head first into it, consider joining a online community of fellow uh, writer aspiring writers and uh Especially a community that can give you like honest, constructive feedback on on your writing and example. 
Um, Scribblefile would be one. I was personally, I was a member of a community called uh, Protagonize for uh, a little over four years until it uh, until it shut down. There's a lot of options as to an online writing community that you can join. I would. It's probably subreddits uh, that you can join for that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, red, yeah, Reddit as well. Yeah, but ideally something that uh, can that can connect you with uh, other writers, with maybe publishers or uh, agents. You know, um, uh, if you're really that serious into becoming like an author and. Uh, or, it's probably uh, something like a guild almost, like a writing guild almost out there. It probably like communities like that where it's like you have uh people that will uh that will take you on as an apprentice, kinda like a KDM, and will help you through and also get you the context that you need with different people. It's probably a lot of communities like that. Maybe there's there's definitely a lot of communities that you know, where you have the the veterans kind of thing, and they'll like you know they they'll they'll give you and also a lot of the these communities they have something that some like scribblefile for example i think they call it karma where you in order it's for you reddit yeah <laughs> the same know, as reddit i think reddit is called karma too i think the point yeah well yeah in in order for you to write your stuff and putting your stuff out there for for review for peer review you have to comment first on on other people's stuff and provide feedback on other people's stuff so um yeah that's i guess that's that's great you know it it keeps things balanced and uh it also trains you for like you know if you're looking at what the other people are doing wrong you can then like take that <laughs> That that also gets you. This is kind of like a like a pre-step, basically, before you're able to, you know, before like you know, if you're if you're not confident about going on Medium or something and creating uh, articles or asking someone to pay you to um to like write content for them, then you can go on Scribify or a platform like uh like what Danny was talking about, and you know, really brush up your skills, and then once you've brushed up your skills and and you know have kind of gotten a name in the community then you can go and kind of monetize off of that later on i guess there's there's a monetization like on the platform too though right with scribify you said um i don't know i I don't think so um but you're an artist you get paid an exposure right (laughs) 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 no it's exposure is all you need you can subsist off of exposure as an artist did you not know that Danny, how yes. dare you not know that artists can subsist? Yeah. Right, they don't need oxygen. Before all they need is attention. Get canceled. All right. Uh, cool. Well, uh, cheers, Danny. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah, for sure. Kind of good. Podcast number thirty. Uh, thanks yes. for joining us, guys. And uh, you know, wish us the best going forward with our podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, I really appreciate you know, every every listener that comes on here and and gives us their time of the day 100 percent, yeah thank you guys